They say everyone has a book inside them, and often that's where it should stay. I really can't help but be aghast that the author wants you to pay. But we're just a pair of absolute bookends who don't want to be like us. So if you want to read, pick some quality literature rather than this dross. Hello one and all, welcome to Two Absolute Bookends, where we read books so bad you should burn them before reading. This is episode 8, Similar Slack Jaws, and enjoying the view from the shelf with me this week is Louis. Hello. And this week, we're reading chapter 8 of The Way the Stars Fall Rebirth by Lewis Stockton. Buy his book from Lulu and all other good online book retailers, and support him on Patreon. So, what happened this chapter? Jack and his, Jack Hollister and the Insurrectionists come across Dorgard, who's running away from Toner. They manage to get him to lead her, lead them back in her general direction. Toner kills Dorgard. Uh, they start heading back to the Tranquility, but get ambushed. And after rescuing Toner, they manage to run back on the, on board in time and fly away just as the space station opens fire on them. And that's it, really. Another pretty short chapter yet again. What did you think of this one, Louis? Yeah, I mean, as you said, short chapter again. Uh, yeah, not much really more to say. It's always good to see Hollister back. So, yeah. He's a fucking machine in this one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like he's ever not a machine. But yeah, I guess a good place to start with this one is right at the beginning, just to say that th- that we've mentioned before that all of the chapters come with a sort of like tagline to go with them. And we only mention them if they're relevant or unformatted. <laughs> and just like this one, I'm not sure what's quite going on with this one. This one is... A hero is only a hero if he puts someone else in danger. What? Yeah. Just, that, just what? I think we like, only realised when we were actually reading it just now. Yeah, when I said it out loud, like I think my head always corrected it to puts himself in danger or something like that. But then I just sort of like read it and had to sort of like take a moment. I was like, what? What does that even mean? Who's t- so brave? Yeah, so brave he endangers his friends. Just, I don't even know what that's supposed to mean. Like, Yeah, and also, I mean, we'll get into it a bit more, but like, if it's put into the context of the chapter, it makes even little sense. Like, no one's ever putting someone else in danger. Yeah, like, especially not, like, intentionally. The act of heroism is, is actually, as you said, putting himself in danger. Yeah, so that's just one hell of a non-sequitur to start the chapter on, really. Yeah, so uh, the chapter actually starts with um, Jack and the insurrectionists and Hollister. Uh, they're, they're in the, the corridors after they've just escaped the prison. I, I quite like the description of... Um, they're obviously sneaking around trying to find Toner. I like the description of how Jack puts his face to the wall and pokes his left eye out to look around the corner. I don't know why, but I just find that a really funny image of him just, like, staring at a wall and then, like, slightly leaning to the left to, like, get his eye out, like, looking down the corridor. Like, yeah, I like I like the fact that it's specified left eye as well. Like, it, it's more descriptive, you know, you know. You can sort of, like, now picture, like, the corridor and how he's moving. But the fact that he specified left was just kind of funny to me. It was like, etched his left eye, not the right one. That one didn't go far enough out. He didn't lean that far. He's not mad. <laughs> and he's, he, uh, he sees a guard in the hallway, which is obviously door guard, our favourite guard from the last chapter. Yeah. Through process of deduction, yeah, no other one it could be. I guess what apparently I guess he's, he's pulled his trousers up I to guess make some better speed. I guess he's hallway guard now. Is he guarding anything? I think he's now just a free agent. He's <laughs> yeah. just guard. <laughs> and uh, I found it quite like it says that Jack, on seeing the guard, gave the gave Hollister and insurrectionist hand signals to tell them that one guard was on its way and that he was going to take him down. Those are some like complex hand signals. Yeah, like I could, like that. Those are incredibly specific, and I can imagine that Hollister 
you know, he's probably been around long enough to learn Jack's bad hand signals. But I like the idea that the uh, insurrectionist would have any idea what he was doing <laughs> and just flapping his hand about. Yeah, I can see, like, one. That's an easy thing to hand signal. One. But then that he's going to take him down. Like, is he doing the comical, like, uh, slitting his, like, um, throat, that action, you know, your thumb? Like, yeah. I just. What is that hand signal? I, for some reason, I was like imagining him like punching his hand to be to be like just like <laughs> really loud. Take him out. <laughs> yeah. All the insurrectionists are just like, what the fuck is he doing? Ah, oh, Jesus! Take us back to the cells. Yeah. <laughs> Who have we fallen in with? But I like that he doesn't even do that. They're like Jack leaves it so long that this guy just turns around and walks into him. <laughs> Like, like, despite their hand gestures, it's, like, literally everyone else that captures the guard other than him. Yeah. Because <laughs> he, like, walks around the corner, starts talking to Jack, thinking he's another guard, and then realises that all the others have guns pointed at him. Yeah, it's the classic thing that happened in the last chapter of the guards reacting at, like, one second after what they should be reacting. Because he starts off by saying, like, help, I need, I need help with uh, that bitch of a prisoner. And then he suddenly realises that he's not talking to a guard, he's actually talking to two, like, I don't know, almost captains and, like, three ex-prisoners. How would it take you that long to realise that? Like, if you turned yeah, the corner and there was a group was of five here. people, three of them, and if they were described in the way they were back when we in the prison chapter as, like, uh, bandaged um, up and, you know... Yeah, like- like emaciated and all, <laughs> like tortured and all in a terrible state. You'd think instantly you wouldn't be like, oh, these are all guards. Yeah, and, and Hollister in like his combat APAG. Yeah. <laughs> you know, with like a massive pulse rifle. And I like yeah. how, um, sorry, I like how when, when he does come around the corner and he, it says that he begins to pull his pistol out from his hip. Uh, what? He had a gun this whole time. Doorguard had a gun. I know. Why why didn't he shoot Toner? So that was So you know that was so there was like him and Rifle Guard, you know, and Toner only managed to kill Rifle Guard because he was such a bad or unlucky shot because And then Doorguard was the difference. Yeah. And then Doorguard <laughs> was just like, "Well, I'm leaving." <laughs> I'm out. But yeah, but but he peaced out before her before Rifle Guard got shot though. He just seemed to immediately run away as soon as soon as Tony managed to kick the other two in the face. It, it was beyond just simply guarding the door. He was like, <laughs> I don't know how to handle this. <laughs> this isn't in my job description. But yeah, it's like, like even now, I don't know why he doesn't. St- he didn't stop to ambush Tona for because you know she's not in the most sort of like secure position, which we'll get into in a minute. But yeah, just. I can't believe he had a gun the whole time, mm-hmm. and he found himself in this situation. What was he doing with his life? He should have stuck with the door. He he stopped from pulling his pistol out because Hollister and the three insurrectionists had weapons aimed at him. When did the insurrectionists get weapons? Like, Hollister turned up with his own gun and a spare gun that he gave to Jack. How have the insurrectionists now got weapons? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. I don't. I don't know that one. I mean, I mean, I suppose we lay to get a description of how the corridors just littered with corpses that Hollister's made. That's true. So I guess they could have just like picked them up off the ground. But yeah, you're right. There's like no mention of them having weapons up until this point. Suddenly, they all have guns, and um, <laughs> the only one who doesn't have a gun is Jack, who just chuckles. Oh no, he has a gun. He's just chuckling. Oh, yeah. He's more important yeah. to him. Actually, that's that's. That's another point, is that I like how um uh I like how Jack when he you know confronts the guard, he points to his rifle that's on his his hip, Jack's hip, as if that's like what's gonna convince the guard to go along, not the other people pointing weapons at him. Jack like he's already got like four people pointing guns at him and Jack's like, Eh, I've got a gun as well. Look at this shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like that. Like, that whole, like, description of the movements Jack makes there is just mind-boggling in trying to work out what's happening. So, so he motioned to the rifle hanging at his hip, held in one hand. So he's 
gesturing at the rifle held in his hand at his side while he's grabbing the guard by his throat and turning him round and pushing the rifle into his back. I'm just trying to... So what's he gesturing... What's he... Like, the fact that he's saying it's hanging, it's like when he's gesturing to it, he hasn't moved the rifle yet. That's just sort of like hanging at his side from his hand. Hmm. But this is at the same time that he's starting to twist this guy around. So what's he doing? Is is he like nodding towards this guy (laughs) in his hand while twisting this guy around? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I don't know. It is bizarre. Why is it just hanging at his side like... Like, if he was, like, he motioned with the rifle held uh, held by his side or something like that, like, you sort of, like, brandished it at him or something, mm-hmm. that would have worked, but it's just such a weird way to describe what happened. I'm st- I still can't quite picture what Jack was doing in that sentence. Also, are rifles the best thing to be hanging from your hip? I mean, pistols, well, again, yes. It's, it, well, again, it's not physically hanging. He says he's holding it in his hand, but it's hanging at his side, so he's just, like got it in sort of like a slack arm hanging right. there but he's got a but he's got it in his hand for some reason i don't know why because you know rifles are a two-handed weapon so that's going to be a pretty heavy way to hold it just flopping about at your side there in your hand mm-hmm. but i guess jack knows more than me <laughs> yeah just, i like i like the image that that's conjured of jack sort of like leading this guy this guy along it's like just like the guard proceeded down the corridor at the will of the pulse rifle at his back. <laughs> it's like Jack kept Jack calmly kept prodding the guard in the yeah, back. I liked to how keep it, him away. I liked how it was calmly. Like. Yeah. Just like Mesh the King just like been ten seconds, time for another rifle prod. Yeah. Like the guard's like yeah. uh, I can escape. Oh no, there's the prod. Like yeah, he kept that's... like lapsing into like secure feeling secure mode and then like oh there's that prod now i remember what's happening it's just i wonder how long they were walking of just jacks or like he sounds like he's trying to be uh, he's trying to be like willfully and always like yeah yeah i'm poking you you're gonna die at any second we skipped over um the guard calls toner a bitch of a prisoner I like Jack's, uh, it's not nice to call a woman a bitch. Like, that's his immediate reaction. Yeah, and I was like, take us to her, or I'll make you wish you never turned that corner. Pretty sure he already regrets turning that corner. <laughs> you know, he, he turned around and there's like three people with guns and a madman waving a, a rifle around in his side in front of him. <laughs> you know, this this isn't his best day. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he wanted to find some actual guards. <laughs> yeah. He is already regret. <laughs> so one thing, um, so they, they begin to move, as you said, with the guard. Uh, and the image that's painted is that Jack is behind the guard, prodding him, as you said, calmly. Um, the three insurrectionists, yeah, the three insurrectionists are watching his back, and Hollister is looking down the corridor, like, where they're going. Mm-hmm. And then they, um, the guard suddenly stops moving, and it's because Toner is in the corridor. Mm-hmm. I like how Hollister is the first one to notice it. He goes, you know, captain, and he loads his rifle and nods down the, uh, the hallway. So they see Toner in the hallway, and I just like the fact that Hollister is the first one to see her, and like Jack then quickly looks and sees her as well after Hollister tells him. Aren't they both looking in the same direction? I don't. Yeah, and and why does why does the gu- does door guard seem to stop before Hollister says anything when Hollister's ahead of him and he definitely should have seen Toner first? I just yeah, I can't understand this situation where they haven't all seen Toner at once. Like yeah. Like, th- there is not enough difference, and this isn't, like, described as sort of, like, a sharp, turny corridor. It's not like it's not like it described Hollister hopping round a corner and then being, like, Captain, or something like that. I they mean, make what, it yeah, sound, well, like, long and contiguous. Well, what must have happened is they turned a corner, and, Hollis- and Toner is in the corridor. So, if Hollister's doing his job properly, he should be, like, looking ahead round the corner... Yeah, he should have like stopped everyone from everyone from going round the corner until he said his captain. But no, what actually happened is the guard was like, "Oh, there's Toner," and then closely followed by Holster and then Jack. 
And yeah, I like that there was enough time for for the guard to stop, for Jack to be nonplussed and stare at the guard's back before prodding him some more, raising <laughs> but... his eyebrow and prodding. So you know that. So you know, that sounds like that a couple of seconds has passed between sort of like you know between him noticing it and everyone else. Basically, you know, everyone else saw it. I think Hollister took pity on him and said, uh, Captain, stop poking the man, there's Toner over there. We thought you knew, but you seem so intent on poking him in the back. And it, Toner's described as, uh, is standing there holding her trousers from a torn belt and a pistol in her hand. Now, if you cast your mind back to the last, uh, chapter, she, uh, it, Towards the end, as she's leaving, it says, uh, she, she describes, she says, bastards, she snarled as she fastened her belt. So, is her belt torn or fastened? Because it makes quite a big difference in, as to what's about to happen. Yeah. And another thing, it says that in that lot, in that chapter, that she picked up a rifle as well. Where the fuck did ah, that go? I didn't notice that. <laughs> yeah, taking the rifle from the guard, like, don't get me wrong, I imagine that she should have had a pistol on her as well. She probably would have made sense to pick that up as well, but what, but what happened what? to the rifle? I actually what thought of that when it? I was reading this. I thought, <laughs> didn't she have a rifle? But then I thought, no, what I thought was, why didn't she pick up the rifle? Be- but then I thought, oh, you know, maybe she's more comfortable holding a pistol or something. But yeah, apparently she did pick up a rifle. Just jettisoned it. Yeah. Well, I know, I, I guess... And like, even then, if her belt's torn, why, why not just tie it or get another belt off all of the guards you killed, mm-hmm. or or take their trousers, or you know what, in a firefight situation, just take off your trousers, because what's about to happen? Because what happens next is, on seeing door guard, she takes her hand off her trousers to to, as the book says. Pull up the pistol up to fire with both hands and fired, <laughs> <laughs> letting her trousers fall to the floor. So, like these trousers are so loose, they all just bam fall to the ground yep. if they're not belted up. So that's one I mean, thing, you know. She's not been like dressing to fit herself well, but <laughs> yeah. Usually, if you've if you're wearing a belt, it's there to help. But like, if you didn't have the belt, you wouldn't just be like, well, that's it, trousers all the way down. I mean. Maybe she's been on like the Slimming World diet recently, and yeah. you know she just hasn't got around to changing her clothes, that, buying the, some new clothes yet. It's that Quan Pie diet. Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah, so slimming, but so good. <laughs> but oh, uh, just so yeah. So apparently, despite fastening it, it's fucked. What ha- what adventures did Tona have since we last saw her that involved her losing her rifle and getting her belt broken? What happened? <laughs> I want to know that story. Why did the chapter end there? <laughs> yeah, and another thing, she kills she kills Dorgard in cold blood. He wasn't even one he wasn't even one of the ones that was racing her. He was just guarding the door. I also like how she's not a very good shot and she's managed to just kill him like in one yeah, shot. Yeah. She manages to nail him, who might add is standing amongst like two of her friends and three randomers. And you know, like, just like in quite close proximity. Jack was standing right behind him, poking him with a rifle. At what point do you think he stopped point poking him? He's just like I don't, I don't yeah. think he ever he's still poking him on the floor, just like eh? Eh? But no, just like so at what point did Jack or did she just blast him with Jack behind her? Just like I know, I wonder, do these pulse things travel through the body or something? Did she nearly ice Jack doing that? And I like how, so Jack, it says, Jack could not help but stare as the guard in front of him fell to the floor and the view of Tona bending down to pick up her trousers. Like, I don't know, if so, if someone, if I was behind someone who had just been shot, uh, I, I don't know if I would be, like, as calm and collective as to, like, cop a view. Cop of you, yeah. is that a phrase? That's not a phrase. Uh, I don't know, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah, it's... like I, It's not the right time, there's a time and a place. It does seem to have skewed priorities there, just like, you know, just like, again, this guy killed in cold blood, he was no threat to anyone anymore, he was just standing there. <laughs> and, uh, and her first response to seeing this man standing with all of her friends is to shoot him, I'm not going to leave that alone, what the fuck? <laughs> 
but, but no, he just like just like ah, but never mind that he's dead i was gonna shoot him anyway whatever time 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 to get a bit of a look yeah oh yeah what's he getting a look at anyway like it's like the, her bending down to pick up her trousers is that is she supposed to be like turning around bending down like i don't yeah like it surely it would just be like bending like directly down in front of her and pulling her trousers back up you'd like see the top of her head so erotic <laughs> <laughs> like you know if it was the other way i could understand because like according to his crew you know it's like she's got quite the ass on her but and i suppose jack from earlier he was taking his time in the lift just staring at it as she walked into the distance but <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like, oh, for God's sake, you guys are all staring me without, with mouths agape. <laughs> and they're all in uh, <laughs> similar slack jaws. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tight I just, drop. I just love how, uh, like, cartoony their reaction is. Like, they're, yeah, they've got like, their tongues, like, rolling down, like... Yeah, yeah, just like, Hollister, who up until this point seems sort of like... The asexual figure of, like, a perfect sort of, like, combat gentleman. Like, these three insurrectionists of... I don't know if we've been told their gender, actually. Again, not yeah. judging. There could be a woman there, mouth agape. But who have basically been starved and tortured and are escaping from prison. <laughs> I was like, but still, you know, they're, they're so turned on by the view of Tona's head. <laughs> she bends down to pick up their trousers. <laughs> <laughs> whilst the dead body is lying in front of them. You know, I'm actually blood just sort of like pooling out now. They've just been like they're standing next to the person who's just been killed, like <laughs> close combat fire. Still though. Oh four with a red air or that one. Yeah. Slack jawed. Um similar slack yeah, jaws. Yeah, not the same. <laughs> similar. <laughs> yeah, some were, some jaws were more slack than others, but they were all slack. <laughs> just I just I just can't get over like this being ba- played for sort for sort of like a bit of uh Comedic how do you call it like carry on relief, carry yeah. on style ca- comic relief like just after she kills just after one she was raped well, nearly raped, attempted rape, and she killed some men, like, in self-defence, I'll give her those ones, and now she's just killed another man in cold blood, and they're playing it for comic relief. <laughs> and also, just... Just, why... Why why hasn't she just taken her trousers off? You know, that's gonna fucking get her killed. This is why this is why Dorgard should have turned around to fight her, because the second she takes her hand off her belt, her trousers fall down and her mobility's impeded. Dorgard could have taken her, yeah. especially if he had a door with him for cover. Yeah, you're forgetting, she'd like go to shoot him, her trousers would fall down, he'd be like, Whoa uh, Slack Jord, dead. Yeah. That's her ultimate. Oh, right. it, it's part of yeah, it's part of her tactics. I've misjudged her all this time. Just, uh... I mean, do you think that's why she got rid of the rifle? Because she couldn't use it one-handed while holding up her trousers. She Like, she gave it a go, but... After her belt managed to break on her adventure, she's just like, well, you know, I could, I could either, you know, do something about it, or I could just get rid of the rifle. Have one hand on my belt. Yep. Yeah, that, that's more sensible than all of the other options open to me. Tona's not exactly pleased with the res- the reaction she get that they get or she gets from the crew. I like it. She says like, uh, "Just get me out of here. I need a bath." Like, <laughs> like that's gonna solve everything. A bath. It's so like, I don't know, stupid. <laughs> just like I've just I've just almost been raped and like I've killed four people. I need a bath. Yeah. Well, she needs to get the stank of uh, pants guard off her. Yeah. And, I mean, she's probably, like, bled over herself somewhat after being beaten up so much in the last chapter. I, I just love how it, that's, like, the immediate thing that she needs. Like, not, like, medical care or, like, I need a bath. That'll solve everything. Yeah, yeah it's, and it's... And it and it makes it sound like she's sort of like being legit, not like she's sort of like being intentionally sort of like flippant or sardonic or anything. It's like she stated, like this is a fact. I need a bath. <laughs> yeah, and here we get a description of Hollister's mm, godly handiwork. 
Bodies littered the halls leading up to the docking hatch. Every single one either had his neck slit or had their neck broken. Didn't he have a gun? Like, why has he chosen it this, to do it this just, way? Just, yeah, but... And, again, how? Was there, like, a... Lo- so this is the airlock to get into the tranquility, apparently. Like, I don't know how they're suddenly so close to it from, mm-hmm. like, where they were both setting off. One... I don't know how Tona would even know how to get from where she was back to the tranquility. So that's just like pure luck that she ended up so close. And I mean, I guess we, I guess we don't know how long either of them have been walking, but it, it's been made to sound like that up until now, you know, their trips were pretty uneventful since we last seen them. You know, see as you know, Tona was still hot on the heels of Door Guard, who was looking for help. Mm-hmm. So how, so how close was the guards' quarter to where the Tranquility was docked then? Well, they so heard the um, minutes away. They heard the gunshots from the prison. Um, yeah, got to be pretty close. That's, but yeah, and also, what, were all of these people just in like a straight line facing away from the airlock? How did he manage to stealth kill? Like, this sort of, like, number so high he didn't bother to list it, number of dead bodies in the corridor. There were were no guards patrolling. It was, like, the worst Splinter Cell game ever. (laughs) (laughs) It was just sort of, like... It was just all like the worst AI ever. Just like everyone just saw like all looking in the same direction and slightly staggered. So none of their cones of sight coincide. Just Hollister's going from one to the other. Just like, and just nobody, like snap, snap. Oh, this one old knife, knife. Every snap. single kill, like a completely silent, clean kill. No one struggled a little bit and like slightly overpowered him and made a bit of noise. Nope. Yeah. Just again, slip. Yeah. Just, and how did, how did this happen? Because the the description of how things went that we got before was eventually, like, people from the station managed to get their way onto the ship, but were beaten back by Hollister. And then Hollister led a counterattack with other people. Why? It's just inconceivable that they wouldn't have everyone pointing their guns at this door after they got beaten back. I was like, you know, this, you know, I, uh, don't get me wrong, this place should be a charnel ground full of guards who were shot in the fucking face as, uh, Hollister and his guys sallied out. How the fuck did they stealth kill everyone? <laughs> it's just, it's, it sounds like it should have been like, uh, an all ha- all guards on hand, like, situation, you know? Yeah. Like, there is I mean, a, well, there is a, um, like an aggressive ship docked and they're like, you know, now, if they'd have been strong enough to repel our boarding attempt, you know, expect a counter-attack. Not just, like, stand in the hallways individually. Uh, yeah, just <laughs> so holistic and Sam Fisher every motherfucker in the place. It's just... Ah, uh, how? And, and yeah, what, whatever happened to the rest of those people Hollister went out with? Are they all just dead now? Are we meant to assume that? Uh, I think he... I think in the last chapter we did get a sort of summary of he he gave a rundown of what happened um i mean he said that they got he said that they got ambushed outside like elijah fargus's office basically and that he got separated from them but he didn't say what happened to the rest of them i don't think yeah i mean we did find out how hollister had suspicious <laughs> such suspicious yeah it said he was ambushed and was separated from the squad he had come with so they're still out there, I guess. Maybe they didn't make it. Yeah, or or maybe they are back. But I mean, I don't know. I just forget that happened. They <laughs> they they're gone now. <laughs> they were unnamed guards, so it doesn't matter. D- didn't even get the honour of being explicitly killed. We're just meant to assume it. <laughs> Tona seems quite unfazed by the like dead bodies everywhere because uh, as she steps over one of them she chuckles which uh, is actually the uh, is one of many chuckles in this chapter so I guess that's uh, time for chuckle vision yep nice oh yeah for chapter 8 I'm happy to report there are three chuckles that's right Put it on your bingo card. Three chuckles. Yep. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can never really get a reading of Tona. Of, of like, whether she's... 
she's meant to be sort of like a damsel in distress, or she's supposed to be this like hardened sort of like a tom tomboy type girl. I don't know. I yeah. can't like sometimes she's very like uh, timid and scared, and I mean traditionally female. But then others, she's you know killing people cold. Yeah, blood she's and... a stone cold badass in a like, you know, like just the amount of times in the last in the last two chapters, yeah, <laughs> like including this one, you know, I was like last last time she manages to sort of like kill three people and see off another, you know, f- starting the thing being tied up, she gets from there to be able to kill three of her would-be rapists. She seems completely unaffected by this attempted rape. Like, in no way shook up. Yeah. Other than being annoyed at them at the time. And you wanting know. a bath. <laughs> yeah, just all like, it's like, ah, they're so gross. Just, I need a bath. Yeah, yeah just like, utterly unfazed by the, by the death and bodies littered everywhere. You know, <laughs> just... Utterly unfazed. I'm not really sure what this sentence means. Maybe you have an insight where Hollister says thank you uh, to her comp- her compliment of um, you really know how to make an impression when she's looking at these bodies, and it's a- and then Hollister says thank you. He replied as if her little joke was nothing more than a compliment. What does that mean? Like, what's going on? <laughs> I don't get it. As if her little joke was nothing more than a compliment. Hmm. I don't understand what that's trying to tell us. Uh, cause I, cause you know, I guess you know she's being sort of like quite sort of like flippant about it, just like, just like G. Hollister, you you really make an impression, you know, just cause. Oh, and Hollister read it as a compliment, but it wasn't. Yeah, you know, she was she was just kind of like messing around with him, and uh, and he was just like, "Thank you, I certainly do." <laughs> <laughs> He's proud of his work. Ali, just like just like he's being like totally deadpan while she is trying to have a bit of a chum about with him, bonding over their mutual capacity for cold-blooded slaughter. (laughs) Yeah, because I like to make notes in the book as I read, (laughs) and a lot of times I've just got in places the word "what" written, just (laughs) because I have no idea what's going on or what this is supposed to mean. That's all I need to write. What? Yeah. Sometimes yeah. that's all you can say. Yeah, but it turns out that while those two are trying to bond, the guards have... Well, the rest of the guards have finally caught up with them to avenge poor door guard. Why are they only doing this now? Like, why were they so spread out and not non-responsive, as you said, to this ship? Why now are they suddenly, like, rallying? Yeah, just... Wh- where were they all? It's like... Like, I mean... They're, they're, they're making it sound like this is the airlock to get into the ship. I mean, I, there might be others, but that would seem weird that there'd be more than one, pl- one, maybe two places that lock onto a ship to let you like travel between that and the station. Yeah, because that like, would assume that the ships all have the same positioning of airlock entries, you know? Yeah, because like, I'm guessing from the fact that it's an airlock like this that, you know, the the tranquility isn't inside the space station. It's attached to the outside through some sort of like armature or apparatus, you know, to let you travel. Like they don't have a hangar. They sort of like have these connectors to get to get from the uh, sort of like space station to the ship. So it seems unlikely there'd be like I, I think even having two's unlikely, but maybe I could see that. But even then, you, know, you should have. All of your men focused at these two points, so a party like Hollister's can't fucking get out. And you should be able to do that. You should be able to make a fucking killing zone, because <laughs> these people have one door that they can leave through, unless they want to do like a spacewalk or something <laughs> and try and get in elsewhere. <laughs> so where were the rest of them? <laughs> what were they doing? Why were the ones that were here all facing away from the door? <laughs> Why? Yeah, and so the guards, uh, the guards, we're, we're never told how many guards, I don't think. Um, no. But yeah, these guards start firing at the crew, the, the party, and they luckily manage to take cover, 
I'm trying to picture what this cover is. I mean, it's quite convenient they're near cover, but anyway, I can mm. I can believe that. I know, like, like maybe, uh, maybe we could like give them give the guards the credit that they made some kind of like makeshift cover for like besieging the airlock before mm-hmm. they all decided to face in the opposite direction <laughs> and let Hollister kill them and se- all and like not <laughs> and separate completely, not have just two people standing next to each other. Exactly, like, you know, set up a nice fortified position and then disperse and leave it completely undefended. <laughs> hey, that's how Fargus chooses to run his <laughs> station. He he runs a very loose and leaky ship. <laughs> also, these guards have to be the worst shots ever. Like, stormtrooper level. If not worse. <laughs> but yeah, d- definitely similar league. Well, I suppose that... Uh, uh, that it's it seems like that uh, these APAGs are like way overpowered. <laughs> yeah, because you know, cause these guns literally don't seem to matter. They like like they just turn on like the kinetic barrier apparently, and you know, just like they don't have to care about. Uh, well, I say bullets, probably plasma rounds or whatever. It probably depletes the energy, maybe. Yeah, I'm sure that's that's probably an, a reading on Hollister's uh, wrist along with his health, but it's just like there's you know. In this chapter, there's, like, no mention of them having to worry about Marsha. It's just like, you know, shots are either missed or dissipated by my barrier. Like, throughout the rest of the action scenes in the chapters, it's just like... It just makes him totally safe. Just Yeah. Which just... Wh- why aren't the guns better if they are this and ineffective? Why d- and why do the guards not have this sort of technology? Like... Maybe they do. Maybe that's why. Maybe that's why Hollister had to slit all their throats. Yeah, true. They maybe we're doing them a misjust, uh, like an injustice. Maybe they were like standing firing at each other for like ten minutes. <laughs> you know that that's what war's like in this universe. <laughs> when Hollister just suddenly realised, wait a second, and just like got out his knife and walked over, started cutting people up and snapping necks. We're not. And they were just for like this. so. Exactly, they were so unprepared for this eventuality. Maybe that's why Toda managed to overpower them. Maybe there is no physical combat in this universe. Mm-hmm. It's just people firing at each other's apags until the energy runs out and they die. <laughs> so they was like had no idea how to deal with this shit from the so-called good universe, where things are more civilised and you stab a man to death. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, talking about that, two things. One... When did Jack get an APAG? Because uh, Hollis didn't lot, give one. He the... gave... Because he specifically didn't give one. He he gave Jack a small portable life science detector from Hollister's APAG's hip storage. Because, like, the APAG's apparently, like, you know, the whole body armour gear and setup. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a full suit, pretty much. I mean, like I say, it's never described enough that we know exactly... Whether it's more like just a harness or if it's actual like powered armor, but you know it's like a, su- a full suit. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. I've just gone back and yeah, he never gives him an APAG. It's what and like how does that even work? What is he carrying round one? Yeah, because I don't know. May, they sound like, a bit... maybe they unfold. <laughs> hmm. Maybe he, like had what? Maybe he, like had one in like a, a in his backpack or something. His APAG backpack. And I think, how's APAG being spelt for you in this chapter? Sorry? How's APAG being spelt for you in this chapter? Um, just having a look. A-P-A-G-S. Now, see, in my one again, it has A-P-A-G-H-S, which is... That's never been a variant in my book. Yeah, like I say, it's it's come up before... there have been a lot of variants... (laughs) Yeah, like I say, it came up before in the first APAG chapter, where for, where after listing all of those variants the same, in that chapter as well, he uses that fair, that spelling of APAG, the one one that he didn't have in the list. <laughs> it seems like that that's, that keeps coming up in usage, like... like Don't get me wrong, it's good, he fixed it, he caught that mistake for the second version, mm-hmm. but I'm just like... Just how did you use the one variant that isn't approved so much in the first version? <laughs> when he made so many specific variants as yeah. well. So Jack and... Um, they all start running towards the airlock to try and escape the guards. 
and apparently Tona falls over one of the bodies that Hollister left behind. Um, mm-hmm. And so Jack drops his gun and runs back, which I guess is... This is what we're going back to, that uh, the original chapter sort of um, uh, subheading of a hero is only a hero if he puts someone else in danger. I'm mm-hmm. guessing that's supposed to be referencing this moment. Yeah. Isn't he's putting himself in danger by doing this? Yeah, I, well, I, I guess he's putting Hollister in danger by making him cover him. <laughs> I guess. Does that make him more of a hero than doing the heroic thing that he's doing? I I don't think so. <laughs> I also like how as he's running back to her, uh, it says all he heard was shots flying over his shoulder or colliding with his kinetic barriers. So basically all he heard was what is happening. Like yeah, all he heard all he were heard the sounds. Was everything. <laughs> all he heard were the sounds that were happening around him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and uh, what, like did he, what was he meant to be hearing? Like radio or something? <laughs> just like yeah, he's got his headphones in, but he just couldn't hear them over these sounds. Yeah, it's like oh man, this is ruining my chill. Yeah, like I like that. <laughs> Like it doesn't necessarily imply it, but it's but it sort of like says collide with his kinetic barriers fired from both Hollister and the Imperial forces. I like the idea that Hollister's just indiscriminately firing. You know, half of his shots are like hitting his shield, the shield from Jack's APAC as well. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, why did he throw down the rifle though? Why wasn't he like firing from the hip or something as he went? Yeah, we know I mean, how guess... good he is at like holding the gun from his hip. I mean, I, I guess he just wanted to cover Toner as soon as possible, but still. I wonder if the just... kinetic barrier will stop a, like, a calm poke from Jack. <laughs> poke. Yeah. I know, I get, I guess it must have, there must be some sort of, like, minimum velocity that it doesn't stop. Like, that's it, like, th- does it stop ballistics, or is it just energy? It's, we, we don't know enough about it. Well, it's a kinetic barrier, so... I imagine it's just based on, like, movement. You know, like, a projectile, it would reflect. Yeah, you'd think so. That's what the name seems to imply, by being kinetic. But... So if they had maybe a pulse rifle or something, that might go through? But why do they have, like... I don't know. This is all speculation now, but, like, if that is the purpose of the barrier, to reflect projectiles, are they firing, like guns with bullets in them it says that but that's what it says all he can hear is the pulse of plasma fire and uh, and oh uh, yeah yeah and so, the fizzle of it landing around her so it seems to be that you know they're using high-tech weapons like how have they not how have they not shot this stationary fallen over target i don't understand i mean i guess they're probably prioritizing Jack and Hollister, as they're the ones standing up and with guns. True. I mean, uh, like, I don't know why. Frankly, I don't know why they're getting so close to hitting Toner. Just they're bad, bad aiming, I suppose. <laughs> like even after Jack goes and slides next to her, they're still missing. Like both of them. I guess Hollister's just suppressing them too much. Yeah. And here's another part where Toner is sort of painted as. Uh, damsel in distress where her tear-stained vision began to focus and then she sees Jack. Yeah, it's like she tripped over and she immediately went from like the stone-cold killer badass to just being like, you know, a, a weeping a weeping damsel in need of saving, you know, in like a second. <laughs> like, yeah. So, you know, like like, like even the, like so for, from this chapter, like this, the length of just this chapter, she's gone from being a merciless killer to being, you know, baldy comic relief to being a damsel needing saving. Just, what's going on? What is she? What are you? Yeah, like, if I remember correct, like, my experience correctly, uh, this, her characterization remains a problem like this for the rest of the book, at least in my estimation. I still... I still don't quite have a read on her, even after finishing it. <laughs> I don't know why this is this slight, this very specific description made me laugh, but it says that she she rose to her feet in a low crouch, like a low crouch. A crouch is already pretty low, but a low crouch. Yeah, that's just that's hard that to run in. Lower. Like actually, mm. think of it. Like 
Like, Especially about, with your trousers falling yeah, down. Crouch and then like go down even lower and then think now about run. like escaping like that. <laughs> that's, mm-hmm. that's not a natural position to be running in or moving at any speed in. Mm. They must have just been like they just like lower their weapons in awe. It's like what is this? They're crab walking to the <laughs> to the airlock. <laughs> they are mocking us. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just again, I'm just just dumbfounded by how effective these kinetic barriers are. That you know, Jack Jack can just run headfirst into an uh, like an unknown number of people firing at him, and just. Not give a shit, you know, just basically stand in front of Toner as they crab walk back to the airlock and he's just fine and not in any danger of his life. It must, it must eventually deplete, otherwise why are they continuing to fire? Like. Oh yeah, like, it, it must have some, like, kind of, uh, finite lifespan on it, but it's just like, yeah, just, it's, it's just made the whole situation so low stake. It's just like, literally people would be hitting me, but they're not. And also, why did they bother diving into cover? They've got cover on them. Maybe I guess they didn't have it active, but... Yeah, but again, like, yeah. Well, I mean, to be fair, I am. I take it the insurrectionists don't have an APAG on. Yeah, where are they in all this? I mean, I think it's assumed that they just scarpered through into the airlock when... Right. When, uh, uh, when uh, Jack told Hollister to realise and told Hollister to stop and help him go back for Toner. But it's never actually... A- Said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that that is what happens because we, small spoiler, we 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 talk to the insurrectionists in more detail in the next chapter or at least soon. But so they did make it onto the ship, and you know, if they're not firing as well, then they must have gone on before then. But yeah, not specifically said what happened to them, just that they, just the the uh, just the blanket they all took cover, and that's the last we heard from them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does seem weird that you know. Uh, it seems like uh, like Jack and Hollister were still worrying about cover until his mad dash. Like, I guess uh, if it does get depleted, I suppose you don't want to be hit on the APAC. But yeah, it does just seem so low stake because it's so OP. <laughs> yeah, it's like they dive into cover and then we're like, hang on. Yeah, <laughs> let's, let, let's go for a walk. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I mean they. They make it back onto the ship and begin to uh, leave the station's docking, uh, mm-hmm. and then the 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 station begins to fire at them. So they begin to activate the kinetic barrier on the ship this time. Uh, so much kinetic barrier. Yeah, I'm assuming the kinetic barrier came with the like it was a if it it was. Um, it was as a result of that event at Horizon, or was that just the guns? Uh, I, I mean, it's quite possible that they, that they have a barrier. Yeah, like in the first chapter, they say they have a deflector, which went down when they got hulled by the dust. <laughs> yeah, but but like I don't know, like I uh, like it seems like kinetic barriers some more military. So I don't know. I imagine that they certainly would have got like an upgraded one from all this, like because I can't imagine old trading tranquility had like a battleship class barrier on it beforehand. Mm-hmm. Even though you know they did get kitted out by for saving the station that time, so who knows? Despite being a rust bucket, I still don't know quite what the tranquility was. <laughs> and we never will. I- I know it was a ship, and now it's a different ship. But I still don't know that much about either ship, really. <laughs> oh yeah, just to just to go back ever so, uh, uh, ever so slightly. It's like it's like when Jack slides in to save Toner, we get a su- we get a very sudden like shift in sort of like the voice of the chapter. Suddenly we go from uh, from sort of like a like a distant sort of like narrator describing the events to sort of like in Toner's head, just like just like all she could hear was this. She thought she was going to die. Now she knew she was dead. You know, it suddenly you know, it very jarringly suddenly like, you know, without even a paragraph mm-hmm. jumps into to uh, to sort of like separate it up, which might have made it a little bit the tone 
like it still would have been bad, but it might have helped if it hadn't like without missing a beat gone gone from sort of like describing Jack's actions to being inside Tona's head as she thinks these things. So I found it very jarring when I was reading over it. <laughs> but yes, I I had two very final points, but we have base we have finished the chapter now. You know, after they realised they were getting fired on, Jack's like, well, uh, orders the ship to start flying away. But, uh, but yeah, like, Hollister apparently starts powering up the weapons. I remember that a few chapters ago, when they first met the station, it's like, don't want to power up the weapons. Worried they might blow up the ship if anything goes wrong and we fire them. I guess uh, drastic times call for drastic measures. That's what I said when Elijah started firing on them. But apparently it didn't matter then. (laughs) I know, I'll I'll give it to them. Perhaps while they're under siege, Hollister ran some tests on the weapons and he's like, yeah, they good, they good now. He knows Lassie. what he's doing. Exactly. He's a fucking machine. He can do no wrong. <laughs> uh, and also, and also, it's described as setting sail. That's very nautical. I'm not sure if I approve. There's, that's been a co- like a recurring theme throughout. Yeah, the that, that has been a common thing of like, like you know, like don't get me wrong. I I get sort of like the analogies and comparisons to sailing sh- uh, sailing ships, and I kind of expect some in a lot of cases. But you know, these do go just a bit too far in ways that you don't usually see in making things just a little a little out of context nautical. Just like what? Also, Set sail. Also, in in it's not the best description for this moment in particular. Like setting sail is quite a sort of casual calm thing not like escaping you know setting yeah, just sail like, just like just like you know full speed ahead kind of thing that's like get us out of here it's like no no set sail yeah you know <laughs> you know we, we shan't be needing top gallants today <laughs> but yeah i think i think that's me done with the chapter again we've talked a very long time about a very short chapter yet again <laughs> mhm yeah, I think that's all from me as well. Well, now uh, now we've finally escaped from the Deep Space Combat Observatory Station and evil Elijah's fat ass. Where will the tranquility go next? You'll find out on next week's Absolute Bookends, where we'll be reading Chapter 9. Goodbye. See ya. <laughs>